Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Oh, let's do. Hello, Bubba. How are you? Fellas, what's going on? Listen, Monday. when Arkansas loses series, buddy, I don't return your text, okay? That's just the way it is. I'm upset. <laughs> they had sweat yeah, this weekend, I would have. You're man. You big league me. <laughs> uh, I went and grabbed a little lunch at 11, so I apologize that I was not uh, on my phone. Normally, I'm pretty, pretty good about that. So, how am I to feel after this weekend, Bubba? Ecstatic that Arkansas is the co-champion for the regular season? It's a significant achievement, or should I be disappointed in the fact that they lost a couple of winnable games? Well, it's hard. You know what? It's I'm disappointed. Um, I'll tell you though, I was listening to Phil. You know, when he get he kept giving the updates on Saturday, the scores um, coming out of uh, LSU and Georgia series, and uh, I was really excited when uh, Georgia won that game. Um, I, I don't know. It was it's kind of bittersweet, I guess. I, I hate the way that that Friday played out. We we blow an eight two lead. Um, you know that's. I, I hate to say it. I guess this is overused, but that's baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a, you know, uh, Phil called it a fluky inning, and that's really what it was. I mean, a, a comebacker to the mound that Gage Wood should have fielded, uh, a bunt, and he hits a guy with an 0-2 curveball. Um, just weird things happened that inning, and it, the wheels kind of fall, fell off. And you know, it it starts when something like that happens. It's hard to stop it sometimes, and as a result, it was an eight-run eighth inning. And you know, we blew that game, and I felt like we should have won the next day too. I think I think had we not known the LSU situation, we would have played that Saturday game different. I think we'd have won that game, um, and I think I think Dave alluded to that in the post game. But look, you got to take the positives out of it. I mean. Look, at, we're SEC champs. We won 20 games in SEC with everything that's happened this year. So I, I guess the, the the long the long-winded answer is you, you got to come away from it happy because we won the SEC. They talked about the offense, and Jace couldn't be on with us today because they've practiced today during our time slot. So we're going to try to get him on tomorrow. But he has been absolutely phenomenal through the year. But he's been struggling of late the last really couple of weeks here, and one of fifteen over the weekend. Not Jace Borf and like mm. anything particular you you've seen from his at bats, Bubba, that you are concerned about, or things that he could tweak. You think to make him a little more effective, like he'd been most of the season. Yeah, you know, it's just a timing issue and, and a little bit of pitch selection. He's swinging at pitches that he hasn't been swinging at, and he's either late or early. I call it being caught in between. He's either late on the fastball. He's getting jammed on a lot of hittable fastballs, but then he's early on the off speed. And when you get in a spot like that, you've got to just – you really just have to simplify the game and pick a speed. Say, I'm either going to sit breaking ball, take the fastball, or I'm going to sit fastball and take the breaking ball. Don't try to do too much early in the count. My motto is the first two strikes are yours, the third strikes for the team. So till you get till you get to that that two strike mode, you've got to hunt your pitch and be on time. And that's what Jason's doing right now. He's he just laid on some balls that I feel like he should crush. And so I, I'm not worried though. It, it's not a swing deal. It's more of a mental thing. And I think he goes into Hoover, gets a couple ABs, comes back to to Baum Walker, probably 
probably raking by the time we get back here next Friday. Wagner scored a few runs this weekend, and Josenberger has looked pretty comfortable coming back. I don't know what percentage he's at or Wagner, but uh, you feel good about them going into the postseason? Yeah, I feel like they got better over the weekend. You know, if you look at Josenberger, he's 2-for-17 since he came back from, uh, you know, the injury against South Carolina and then Bandy, and then, you know, Wagner was 1-for-11 over the weekend, but both of them are finding ways to make things happen. Tavian's walked nine times, mm. scored four runs, um, you know, made some really good plays out in center field. Wagner's 1-for-11, um, almost had a home run, scored five runs, got hit by a couple pitches, walked a couple times, so they're still making things happen. Um but, you know, Dave even talked about it. Every day, Jared gets better, Wagner, and his swings get better. And so I think Jared's going to be ready um, when Friday rolls around, and I'm not worried about Tavian. Um, you know, even if he struggles a little bit to play, what he brings to the game in center field is, is priceless. What about Gage Wood? Are you concerned a little? Well, I'm not concerned about what happened on on Friday. I'm really not. That. That happens. Like I said, it was kind of a weird thing. I think their game, he got mad. You know, he gets called for a balk, and and, and, and everything starts to speed up on him. Um, you know, the misplayed ball up the middle, the bunt. There were just so many things. Um, what worries me a little bit, though, Wes, is his velo's down. He's 90, 91. Um, and that's not Gage. Gage should be 94, 95. And there's a big difference. Say, well, it's only a few miles an hour. There's a huge difference. Um, in three or four miles an hour on your fastball. So that's that's one thing that worries me a little bit. Now, you know, maybe he was just nervous. Uh, maybe he was pressing a little bit, uh, overthrowing. I don't know. But he did, He definitely wasn't the Gage Wood we saw against South Carolina at, at Balm Walker the week before. But I, I think he's going to be fine. He's a guy that pitches great at Balm Walker. So I think you get him back home with that home crowd cheering for him, he's going to be in good shape. What do you want to see at the SEC tournament? What's kind of a best-case scenario for Arkansas on this team? Well, you know, Phil and I refer to this as kind of the limbo season. You're you're not in regular season. You're not in postseason yet. It's kind of limbo. Um, but after losing two to Vandy, had we won, had we won the series against Vandy, I, I don't care if we go in there and lose two and come home. But since we lost two to Vandy, I feel like we need to go in there and just win a game to get – things back right again um but the main thing is keep people healthy I, i'll tell you when i think of the sec tournament i think of 2021 and brady Cleveland springing his ankle on first base mm-hmm. going down the line and i can't get that out of my head and so I, I feel like every pitch every play i'm like oh no don't don't get hurt you know and you can't play the game that way but i, I guess to answer your question is just go down there and get some guys some innings that need them you know, get Gage Wood a few innings, um, get a few of the freshmen, Fowles, Beebe, uh, Bybee, um, and then get Tavian and Wagner a few extra bats and come back here and get ready for a regional. Yeah, when I saw Bolton and Holt collide, I mean, I was just like, and first thing I'm like, because it was so awkward, I thought, if they're both, done, you know, the negative, you know, I'm like, what if they're both out? I'm like, Harold Cole, and then who else is going to be? <laughs> who's your backup, backup second baseman now that if they're both up? But anyway, uh, you got to get Bolton healthy, and, and hopefully, with I guess that sprained ankle, I don't expect to see him play in the SEC tournament at all this week. Do you? No, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he'll play this weekend, but or any in Hoover, but you know, he'll be he'll be fine by next weekend, hopefully. But you know, look when when uh, 
Stovall went down. Look what Peyton Holt did. Yeah. Who knows? Harold Cole may catch fire. Harold can rake at the plate. And he's really not bad defensively. He's just not John Bolton. Um, so who knows? It could be something that ends up being a, a positive for us. I hate it because John was playing great defense, and he was really starting to get it done at the plate, having some really big at-bats, uh, laying down some big bunts, sacrifice flies. Um, that's what I hate. And, boy, when you miss a – you know, we've seen what happens when you miss a week, a week and a half of that back what it can do to you coming back. So, you know, I don't know. I, it, it, the, the Bolton thing worries me a little bit, but, hey, Harold Cole, hopefully he'll step in and do a great job over the next few days, and then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next weekend. It's a great question on the uh, First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. It reminded me, I was wanting to ask you something about this. Can you ask, Bubba, if pitching on an artificial mound makes a big difference to the pitchers and if it could have had something to do with the, the pitching over the weekend? Bubba, I noticed a couple of times pitchers – uh, whether it's Gage Wood, there was another play, a pitcher, I think it was maybe Hunter Holland, it, it, almost stumbling off that mound. It, it just they, it just the footing just it wasn't the same as a, a normal dirt mound. How di- different is it? See, I think it's way different. I really do. And Gage is a guy that really comes off the mound. He's a, this is a violent mechanics when he throws a baseball, and I think he can make a difference. Um, uh, McIntyre, I think, is one of them that you're referring yes, to. Yep. McIntyre came off to the left side of the mound and kind of twisted his ankle. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no, not another one. You know, and then he ended up being okay. But I'll tell you, during the summer, we, we do the showcase the showcase route with my high school kids. So we travel around and we play. It seems like every field we play at now is all turf mounds. They don't let the kids wear metal spikes on the turf mound on the youth side uh, or on the high school side. And I hate it because – Guys, their plant foot are, are slipping hmm. when their when their front foot hits the ground. It's slipping, and I get mad all the time. We actually we actually were going to leave a tournament last year because my guys were sliding off the mound. And I said either we wear metal spikes or we don't pitch, and they let us wear metal spikes because I won't get a guy hurt. But it, there really is a big difference in coming off of that turf mound. Hmm. Yeah, it, and it, and I know it's got to be the same size, but it just looks different, you know. And, and maybe the the sides of it. Because you, yeah, I noticed it with McIntyre. Just when he stepped, it was almost like he was thinking he was on a regular mound, and then when he stepped, it was different and caused him to lose his balance and twist his ankle. It just seems odd. Yeah, it, it's it's like a different shape. It's a different feel. Um, I I just don't like it. I, I really don't. I never have liked the all turf mounds, but you know, it's I don't know. It, I don't like a lot of things about Vanderbilt, to be honest. With you, but yeah. Uh, I've decided, fellas, that they they take the crown now for they, my hatred for Vandy mm. and the, the Vandy boys. I think overrides uh, Ole Miss yeah. right now. I I can't stand all their antics and all the crap they do between innings and all that stuff. I just I hate it. It's the, it's a whole bunch of eye service is all it is. Yeah, first of all, the Vandy Whistler needs to be killed. I I don't know if I would cut his <laughs> lips off if I met him, but he's it's so annoying. And I've noticed it more. We actually asked uh, Borfin about it, I guess, this week when he was on with us. But the guy is the most annoying person in the world. And they embrace it. And they clap when he does his stupid whistles. And they got the whole thing down. It's so much. I never thought anything could be more annoying than uh, the cowbells at Mississippi State. But I think the whistler is. It is awful. And that guy needs to be beaten up. Um, I don't advocate for violence, but somebody should beat that guy up. Uh, the other thing is, um, 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, Vandy Boys. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a glee club. What is the point <laughs> of this thing, Bubba? I don't know what we're doing. It's ridiculous. But, yes, it makes me hate them, and I don't want to. I, I don't. I mean, Vanderbilt normally does not rise to the level of passion. I realize they are, they are better in baseball than anything else. But normally they can't get me excited enough to hate them, but they're getting there. Yeah. And they're just ridiculous. You're right. I'm on board with all this. Yeah, I mean, the more you watch, the more you just – and that in-between innings thing where they go out there and they do this choreographed stuff. I don't know if y'all remembered it last year in Fayetteville when they came. But all that crap they do out in the outfield between innings, it's just all eye service, and it's just – it's pathetic. Just play the game of baseball and cut it out. And, yeah, the whole Vandy Boys thing – I don't know who started that or what what's behind that, but it's yeah, I don't know. It's uh, everything about them just annoys me. Yeah, it's Corbin that way because he seems a lot like Van Horn to me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of surprising that his teams would do that, but I don't know him. See, I don't know much about him. Um, he doesn't seem like that kind of person, but I don't know. Neither Mike Bianco doesn't either, and he allows all that stuff at Ole Miss. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who who knows? But it, it's. I know for a fact DVH would never allow all that crap. Yeah. Now, the stomping on home plate, I mean, all right. If you want to stomp home plate, stomp home plate. I get mad <laughs> when they're at Palm Walker and they stomp our home plate. Yeah. You know, something about that annoys me. But if you want to do it, do it. But yeah. all the other crap, I think yeah, it's just it's just eye service. Bubba Carpenter joining us, courtesy of Johnson's Home Center in Benton. Um, let me ask you about the matchup. Speaking of coaches that uh, certainly get Razorback fans intrigued, mm-hmm. Arkansas has got A&M or Tennessee. Is there a better matchup in your mind for Arkansas in the first round or for their opening game, I guess? You know, it's, I'd rather play A&M, you know, because I think we're going to end up throwing – I think we match up better against A&M. We'll probably end up throwing some freshmen that, that Wednesday game. So – yeah, I'd rather I'd rather play A and M if I had to pick. What's the pitching strategy? I mean, you just alluded to it, but I mean, and Dave Van Horn was kind of kind of yeah, commenting on it that they may throw off a little bit. You got f- potentially four games if you don't lose. You got two games if you lose both. Um, you could play what's the max five? Yeah, if you lose a game and work your way back to the championship. I mean, what do you? What, what's the strategy, Bubba? What do you think? I mean, because you want to get these guys some work, right? You don't want Hagen Smith to sit for a whole week. Or do you? Or two weeks. Yeah, you don't want that. But then you also don't want – I mean, technically, if you wanted to, Hagen started on Thursday. You could bump him up to Wednesday and start him. But the downfall to that is then he's got to wait nine days to pitch next Friday. And you don't want that. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to leave Hagen probably – I'm sure – I would think Hagen will start on Thursday and be on a limited pitch count. But I think Wednesday they're going to throw – it'll be kind of a bullpen day. They'll probably start Bybee. Uh, you're going to see Fouch, you're going to see Gage Wood, you're going to see Parker Coyle. You might see a McIntyre if, if the game allows it, if it's, if it's, a, if it's a, a close game. Um, but I think that's what you'll see Wednesday. And then, you know, going from there, I think you'll see your regular. I think I think if we get into to Friday and we're playing on Friday, uh, if we win two games, we get a bye on Friday and we play on Saturday, you, you'll see uh, you'll see Tigert. Um you know, it's, I, I think they're going to try to get everything just really set up for the weekend. That's the goal is to get them ready for next Friday and get the pitching set up, you know, for that and then get some of that. That's really about all it is. Yep. Good news is you know you're going to be at home for uh, regionals and if you get out of there, super regionals too. So we'll talk about the matchups next week, Bubba. I appreciate the time, my friend. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Sounds great, fellas. Have a good week. Go on. See you, right. Bubba.